And usually the teacher kind of requires them to go see music shows, you know, go to concerts, go to jazz shows, go to, you know, you need to do something. I think, I think it was like, it was at least like four shows over the course of the semester while, you know, this was going on. Um, and we just looked at each other and was like, we haven't done anything like this in so long. Yeah. We should do something. Yeah. And so she went out and got tickets to Moulin Rouge. Nice. There's a thing. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. Like, Jess just took the kids to go see Blue Man Group. And, um, like, they they have tickets for a play coming up. But, yeah, like, for two, three years, nobody did live Nobody arts, did any you know? of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. nice. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, like, she thought she was buying tickets for the show tonight, and she ended up buying the matinee. She just was like, well, I'm going to do, you know, here's a, a price point that works for us. Sure. Well, it was the matinee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, oh, uh, sorry, I, I have, like, the 2 o'clock show, so can you take time off to go yeah. see it? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take off the afternoon, and we'll go do that. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, but, uh, I mean, Monks is right next to the... Is yeah. that at the Cadillac, yeah. or where's it at? Yeah, Which, it's... Uh, yeah. Or in the uh, theater district somewhere. Yeah, it's or, the old Oriental. I don't know what they oh, call okay. it anymore. Um, but that's where we're headed, so it should be good. That's why it was like, yeah, she's driving down. She can pick us up. We'll go off to Monks, have some lunch, and but then we... we should can... let Monks know, though, before we leave. Call Melissa. Call, call Dion. Dion. Let's call Dion. Uh, you should totally do that. I'm Text do Dion. That. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we are the Worldwide IT Guys. I'm Steve. I'm Ross. This is Sean. And uh, this is going to be podcast uh, 241. Um, and we may get uh, another guest or two in the room. I don't know if anybody mentioned to Elisa, other than she should have seen the thread. Um, so this has been a kind of a busy cultural week to talk through. Uh, I have a request. Yes? Can we not talk about the thing that you were going to talk about? Sure. Wait. We can We can totally avoid the thing that I was going to talk Are about. Are you... I, I don't even want to mention... Is it the slap? Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's stupid. I think it's childish, and I don't think we should talk about it. I think we should just skip over it. Like, fuck All it. right. Wait, why? All right. Well, now I'm kind of curious. What do you think is so stupid about it? Or Everything. Like yeah. everything, or do you just think our celebrity fascination and the way it's it's the penetrated fa- the culture yeah, exactly. is what's really stupid? Yeah, I mean the, the the thing was stupid, and everybody talking about it is even dumber than the actual thing. I'm like, yeah, the, they shouldn't have done it. Just it's like two toddlers. Just, don't talk about it. Let's move along. <laughs> move along. Um, okay, well that's an interesting perspective, but but you've demonstrated that. They're both wrong. It's, I mean, that's the story of every talking, okay. bar fight you've ever seen, right? It's uh, two guys who don't know how to de-escalate, each making a mistake, you know, and it mushrooms, you know. But I, what I wanted to ask you as a stand-up comedian, do you think the act of a celebrity kind of stepping on stage with a stand-up comedian who has made a joke about somebody in the audience is, you know, a danger to the profession of, of I, comedians. I, 
Well, I will say, first of all, I don't seem to be seeing this the way most stand-ups are seeing it. Uh, first of all, let me say, most stand-ups have uh, come from affluent backgrounds, have probably never seen anyone slap somebody in their lives, you know, and, like, I, for better or worse, this is more normalized for me. Um, I don't. I mean, the other How many times be, have you been slapped on stage? Sean? I've never been slapped. <laughs> but, I mean, every comic has a story about a show they were at where one of the comics was uh, attacked. Hmm. You know, and usually it's like a situation like that where nine times out of ten, though, the person was drunk who did the attacking, and they probably had somebody at the table that was heckling or being loud or disruptive, and the comedian started making fun of them, very similar to what happened at the Oscars, and the person just attacks. Right, you know? right. So uh, th- that should have been Will Smith's go-to move, is literally when he got to stage with a microphone, be drunk. Just be totally drunk. <laughs> he might have been. He know, could have knows. just yeah. claimed... Uh, Listen, some, they overserved me. Yeah. That's what you say at a comedy <laughs> show, right? <laughs> there was a two-drink minimum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My wife is intriguing, so I had to drink her two drinks. <laughs> and here we are. Now I'm attacking the comic. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm not particularly like people don't realize like this has been uh, this is what happens when you mix uh, like making fun of people with alcohol like at a comedy show. You know, it it doesn't happen all the time. I would say I've been at a show where I've seen it happen twice and I've been a stand up for about 20 years, you know. And but what is funny is the comics that get attacked. It's like only one percent of the comics they account for 100% of the stage rushes. It's like, it's like a, an obnoxious comic who likes to do crowd work, who's like a little bit mean. and like, But there are some comics. Like, like Chris Rock. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll bet you Chris Rock hasn't been attacked too many times. I mean, but, but, um, but Chris Rock has like an, uh, that, that voice, man. You, you want to punch him in the mouth just for speaking. He doesn't have to say anything. <laughs> anything. But that's why he's so funny. His voice is such a weird, high-pitched, almost like quasi-angry yep. voice. You know, I think I love Chris Rock. I think he's a genius. Yeah, I like Chris Rock. I, you yeah. know, it seems like you, you're annoyed by him. I like his comedy. I think he's fun and funny and, um, you know, what I've kind of gotten a kick out of the whole thing on is, first of all, um, I honestly went through the moment of, this is a bit. This is totally a bit. They're they're working through a bit. Yeah. And then it became obvious that it wasn't. Um, but what ends up happening is Chris Rock's apparently sold out, like, every show in about yeah. 30 seconds after this happened. Yeah. All of his tickets sold out, like, yeah. immediately. <laughs> so it's been great for him. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, so Will Smith apparently, and now we're talking about it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Will Smith has an expression of somebody that has, like, a, a, an issue with his, you know, lower back, like, that has been in constant pain ever since, like, the whole Jada Smith thing came came to light. Like, he his, his facial expression just looks... Like he's in pain. Like, huh. I don't know if you guys have noticed because I, I actually noticed. really like liked Will Smith. Uh, like a lot of his movies that people probably shouldn't like, I actually do like, um, and I li- like him as a guy. And honestly, the slap didn't bother me as much as like the shouting afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Because if he just walked out, slapped him, and sat down, that c- could have been okay. Like, yeah, my wife has like I think she had like a. She has alopecia. Yeah, whatever. It's yep. some sort of disease or whatever. Yep. Like, yeah, don't don't make fun of that. Get slapped. Not the coolest thing to do, but 
would have been a lot better than the slap and then shotting at the top of your lungs. Yeah, and it, and you could have let Rock, because it seemed like Rock was going to kind of let it play it off, yeah. right? And <laughs> go, wow, I just got <laughs> slapped. slapped out of me, right? Yeah, and then just leave it at that. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't have been yeah, as but, bad. But then it became a then yeah, it, then it became Yeah, well, then it became a whole thing. And yeah, but I just, again, I don't know why the next day, like everywhere, like Instagram, YouTube, like I had... Woodworking channels that I followed and were like <laughs> commenting on this shit. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm here. Before we get into our top ten laves of the year, <laughs> we gotta talk about the slap. <laughs> We'd be doing a huge disservice to our <laughs> carpentry listeners if we didn't talk about the slap. That was literally, I'm like, what the Well, fuck? that will influence which lathe I actually buy. So, uh... <laughs> Many of you don't know, but Chris Rock is actually a keen woodworker um. <laughs> yeah I, I i don't mind the conversation around it i think it's uh you know, i've just enjoyed seeing what people have done creatively with it and finding you know the old clips of uh what was the one that dion posted the other day um uh, the more you know that he did which was basically will smith saying you know don't use your hands. Come on, yeah. talk things out. It's like, yeah, that didn't age well, yeah. et cetera, right? Yeah. <laughs> These people just... Celebrity is tough. Being a celebrity... Yeah, and you think about somebody like that who's been like one of like the ten most famous people in the world for like 30 straight years. What that probably does to your mind, you know? And yeah. how you can remain normal in yeah. that situation i i don't i don't know if it's possible so you know what really changed my perspective on like how how actually crappy some of some of the things that they go through was you know i was i was a teenager when when justin bieber was um was you know becoming like famous starting, out, starting yeah. out and whatever so you know he was like the guy to actually hate right like oh yeah. look at this douche and whatever and then there was this scene where basically a paparazzi grabbed like a 500 millimeter telephoto lens and climbed a palm tree to get a photo into his room like it was it was literally he climbed a palm tree he had like an ocean view mm-hmm. room so he, he was basically on the opposite side of the island with that lens up a palm tree trying to take a photo of his dick mm-hmm. and yeah. he managed to do it like and then the next day Justin Bieber is dick was all over the internet like oh you know look at this and look at that and i'm like that's fu- that's just yeah. scummy that's but, that, but this this is what is. these people deal with on a regular basis and that's just like the paparazzi element like it's amazing the way they're physically touched like i i've opened for like b-list celebrities like like i, I remember opening up for paulie shore and i had like this swell of sympathy for him because the way people just grab him when he's like walking somewhere and they're like, take a photo with me, like they almost think they own him yeah. in, in a yeah. way. Like, like we're your fans, we're your customers, you know. And like this man isn't even that rich. Like that would be the worst ratio where you have tons of fame but not a lot of money. Yeah. Because you have all the trappings of fame without you know, yeah. the benefits. But I was just like, I can't believe people just grabbing another human. Without asking for any permission, like bringing them in, you know, yeah. and then being like, oh, I need you to wait here for 30 seconds while my girlfriend gets my camera out, you know. It's yeah. like, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I, w- I went to, a, you know, the, the moments that I've had with celebrities, like, 
I, I may have told this story before, but um, you know, one one of the most uh, telling were was for me going to, and I feel bad that I didn't acknowledge him more, but going to this hotel, checking in late at night. I, I walk in, I sit down. This is in L.A. I, you know, it's one of these hotels where there's like a desk that you sit at to check in. Mm -hmm. So I sit down, I'm checking in, somebody walks in at the desk next to us, and then, you know, they were, they were a good 12 feet away from each desk, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that close, but I saw a guy over there, um, and he had just sat down right after I sat down. I finished my process, I got up, I walked to the elevator. As the elevator comes, um, I am stepping in and I notice he's walking. And so I just, I hold the door. And as I'm holding the door, I look up and it's Lyle Lovett. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I am actually a fan of Lyle Lovett's. He's great. And he walks in the elevator and he's like, thanks. And I said, sure, no problem. And now I'm in the elevator with Lyle yeah. Lovett. It's just the two of us. Yeah. But I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And so I don't say anything because yeah. I'm like, I'm just, you know, the guy's traveling. He's yeah. on a business trip. I'm on a business trip. And so the only thing that came to me is as the doors open for my floor, he was going further up, go figure. Um, the doors open for my floor, and I said, uh, well, you know, hope you have a good trip. And, you know, just yeah. like businessman to businessman yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Closing a lot of deals, are we? <laughs> And, and, you know, he said, yeah, thanks, you too. And, uh, you know, I think he... You should have said, I'm a fan, I though. should have said you know, something. I should have like to hear that. That's not exa- intrusive. Exactly. But th- this is the counter to it. I, I try to be so not yeah. deferential to a, to that degree. It's just, you're just a person. And I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I know you, but I don't know you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a, a, you know, I appreciate hearing you say, you should yeah. have said, hey, I'm a big yeah. fan or something along those Especially lines. Especially if you're alone. It'd be one thing if you go interrupt his dinner to tell him you're a fan. But right. if you're sitting there alone in an elevator, right. I feel it's appropriate to go like, hey, big fan. You know? Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, I've been in, like, restaurants mm-hmm. where there's so-and-so over there, there's so-and-so over there. Somebody points out, by the way, there's, you know, I don't know if you know that, Rob Lowe's, like, three tables over and you go oh yeah go look at that and then you see somebody interrupt their dinner it's yeah. like so that always weighs on me whenever i see somebody i know it's kind of like hey I, no, yeah, I'm, not, yeah, no yeah. I'm not gonna say a word nope yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing we always uh back when i did a sports podcast we would always joke that like the worst fate in life was to either be a child a famous child actor now in adulthood because you have no fucking money, but you have all that fame and everyone's bothering you. Or an NFL bust, like Ryan Leaf or something. Oh, know? yeah. Because people just, like, laugh at you in public when they see you. You're yep. like, oh, look at this failure, you know? Yep. I, I used to uh, I used to wear a, when I was a young person, I wore a Boston Celtics uh, kind of trainer jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was in an airport and... A kid walked up to me and said, are you Danny Ainge? <laughs> and I was like, uh... That'd be hilarious. You should have gone with it. Yes, I am. Maybe no Bud Light commercial. Yes, I am. Yes. I... <laughs> are you Dr. McQuackawack or whatever it was? Like, I, I know you're a kid, but do you really think Danny Ainge is going to wander around with his Boston jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, kind of comedic. Um... 
So uh, the other thing that's kind of been, you know, going on in the news of late is this, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, the, you know, this um, this Okta hack yes. from Lapsus or whatever they're called. Uh, They've since been arrested. So they got arrested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently this is, you know, a group of co-workers of ours that live in Oxford that may or may not listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is not anybody related to us. But they're in Oxford. These, these, there were yeah. teenagers? They were, I think, yeah, I think it was like 16 was one. I can't remember what the other one, but I think they're all two. It was funny. They interviewed, like, the parents. I don't know if you saw that. And they're like, uh, yeah, your son uh, just been arrested for major. He's like, really? <laughs> the parents are like, well, he is good with computers. You know, he, he fixes our stuff all the time. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. What's it called? Hacking? You know, I, so their parents are completely in the dark about this. I didn't know how he bought that Lamborghini, but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's interesting because we had talked about last week on the pod that Laspis was saying the hack was of a certain level of penetration that Okta was denying. And I, I had said, I'm not sure who's right, you know. And it looks like Laspis probably did overhype what they actually achieved. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also kind of interesting how Okta has this strange denial about it. Like, so first they didn't publicly release it until the hacking group did. So they've known about they've actually known about this for three months. They yep. didn't say anything. And then when they do announce it, I, I love how everyone it's almost like a slap or a bar fight where everyone acts like they weren't connected with it. Like because Octa's like, uh first of all, we want to say this was this was not us. This was a, a third party. Third party. It's yep. like, well if you're so integrated at that point does it matter, you know? And then the third party was like, oh we also want to say this wasn't our network. This was a company we bought. <laughs> and we've integrated the two now. It's like, well, what does it matter? You know, none of that matters to a customer who's got to change all their passwords. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. But it's just so funny how everyone's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You know. Yeah, I think the PR companies or groups or whoever's in charge of all this really needs to think about how they deal with this stuff. I agree. It's terrible the way they do it. You know, and I don't know if they're getting. I don't think that advice is coming from legal. I think that is like, oh, let's minimize our level yeah. of mistake. And it's yep. like, I don't, that's not how you deal with a, with a hack. You, you know, like right. your, your transparency is better. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, and we've talked about this many times, like the fact that the people that are reporting on this, the 24 the, the hour news cycle, the, the, you know, 90, seven percent of them are just complete morons that are going to blow it out of proportions. So. Well, that is true, but I feel a hack like this is not even going to make it on CNN's radar. It's too small and specific. So, like, this is like magazines like Wired or you, Bleeping Computer right, going you, you, to them. You have to weigh, and I, I get why they're approaching it the way they are, because, like, the cost-benefit is if this goes away and it's quiet... It never happened, and that's yeah. a big win. It never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're banking on, we can make this never happen, and if we are wrong, well, yeah, it could be, it could be a, you know, egg on the face, and mm -hmm. so how do we minimize that? Well, in their stock... And, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I don't know if there's a moment of, oh, shit, right? And yeah. it's always that issue of, well, how big was this? Is this something that could come to light that would 
influence our stock price or impact us negatively mm-hmm. in the press? And if the answer is yes, then we're going to come out and, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But where's that line and yeah. how do you figure out that line? It's not easy. But I, I agree. I do think in the long run, though, if you're a security company, you have to establish we're transparent and you can trust us. And in the long run, I think it's really bad for a security company like Okta to have not handled this better. Because you're like, okay, I mean, this is why we hire you. And I think if you work in security, you know this kind of shit does happen. Right. It's not supposed – we all know it's not supposed to, okay? Right. right. But something is eventually going to happen, and how you respond to that shows your seriousness to security. Right. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, our parent company made the choice to leave Russia, right? Yeah. And, and announcements were made. And we were all made very aware of announcements are being made. We need to be hyper-vigilant because mm-hmm. we don't know what kind of noise this may generate. And this yeah. is a, an ongoing conversation, right? Sure. <laughs> so it's something that is very much, you know, you, you have to be clear on going in. And to your point, a security organization should be very transparent about what happens but they should they should be prepared every step of the way. They should be in a position to say, we have been hacked. We've seen where yeah. this came from. We know these details, and we're going to publish it, and we'll publish it this way. And it could be as simple as, yeah, an update on the website mm-hmm. that is just a minor event. This went on, right? And then at least Okta said something about yeah. it. So when... Somebody comes out and goes, hey, look at what we did, and go, yeah, we acknowledge that. It was not a big deal. Here's how. Yeah, I mean, because the implication is Okta might have never admitted this happened right. if it weren't for the disclosure of the hackers. You right. know? And it's like, buddy, I mean, right. they're always going to disclose it eventually. They're going to try and sell it, and if they can't sell it, then they're just going to disclose it. You yep. know, yep. And both of those paths is bad for you. And they had a chance when it happened and when they got exposure to say, this, we've been made aware of this. Investigations are underway. We've investigated. We've dealt with it. This is what happened. This is how it happened. This was not a major incident. We've communicated with the companies that needed to be communicated with. And now you're ahead of the game. So anything that comes out, you go, oh, yeah, that noise? Check my website. Yeah. Here it is. Already, already <laughs> talked about it. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of similar with, not, not a lot of people do this, but in my mind that, you know, for example, if you're reporting on anything, you're going to make a mistake. You know, no one's infallible, you know, and the way you handle that mistake, regardless if you're a security company or, or a news organization, tells me a lot more about you than, than anything else. You know, like, hey, listen, what yeah. we told you last time, it was wrong. We apologize. We'll try to do better. Here is the updated version of this. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, in my mind, is the way to go. But anyway. Absolutely. So so let's uh, – I have a question. I did not investigate this, and maybe you guys didn't either, but um, our friend Leo posted that some website reported that Moscow had poisoned their own oligarch who went – to help with yes. negotiations. Is yeah. this a real thing? I think it is. Yeah, so all <laughs> the negotiators and well because I am and who knows maybe it was Putin be like hey guy, don't try and negotiate 
a peace treaty because the oligarchs didn't want this war to happen. But it sounds like, you know, because he flew there of his own accord, ah, I guess, okay. feeling like... Now, I don't think any of these oligarchs does anything without Putin sort of at least not giving them a formal no. Like, he probably is like, hey, Putin, what's your temperature on me trying to negotiate something? And he's like, oh, if that's what you want to do, I don't know. I don't think any of them have the courage to actually defy him, Okay, in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm not an expert, obviously. On, on but, knowing, but knowing that... He has literally poisoned and killed people in the UK. <laughs> yeah, so in, in, outside of Russia. Outside of Russia, <laughs> and now you're flying to the Ukraine, like in Putin's eyes, his territory. Yeah. You know, and yeah. yeah, that's insane. I think that was just a showing of him saying, "I still hold all the cards, and I can kill all you when and if." Because he could have used a lethal poison, but he didn't, right? So I and think that, was, that was him showing. That was going to be my question, like, you know. Putin failing at certain things, like at, at human rights. Yeah, I can see that. Him failing at murdering somebody? No. <laughs> no I, think that's, I think that's what he wanted to do, is he wanted to show you. Uh, you guys can have your little negotiations, but just know the man that's actually in charge is not in the room. And you'll know that when you all start vomiting in the room. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up at 3 a.m., yeah, that's it, me. It's so He's in some ways fascinated. Like, like I think he's... Uh, I mean, I think he should be on trial for war crimes. He's a terrible man. But it's so interesting how everything is about public displays of power for him. Like poisoning people in the UK, the most inefficient way to kill them, but just to show the power he has, Hmm. you know. Hmm. Well, he, you know, uh, man, I'm going to bring this down again. Uh, this is up. your role. Okay. Just, just accept hey, your role. I am in we, 20... we don't have you here for your optimism. <laughs> in 2022, <laughs> I'm trying to be a more optimistic, okay. happy, okay. happy, you know, smile. There's you can do that. Just okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the... So there's a, there's an election in, in Serbia coming along, and, like, one of my pet peeves with, with him, the, the major one is the fact that during his rule, Serbia dropped from, like... 70-ish place on the Freedom Press World Freedom Press Index to like a hundred, and uh, we were basically we had the same rating as the United States. That, that's happening everywhere in like Eastern or um, in that like section of Europe. Like it's happening in Hungary, it's happening in Turkey, it's happening. So yeah, like er- they're all going to like these strong men. So Erdogan is yeah. doing his own thing. Uh, Hungary is, I don't know, like they started losing their minds with the mig- uh, migrant crisis. Like their, yeah. their uh, neo-Nazi movement just blew up. And I was sitting there going like, well, at least the world is looking at somebody else and not at us. This is great. Like, because they were like literally, they had these militant groups like attacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like super far right. Yeah, yeah, like I think super far right is an understatement. Yeah, of what these people are, actually are like straight up Nazis. Like that. Yeah. That's literally what they were. Anyway, the whole point about you know talking about Serbia and, and all of this is like Putin manages. So the the way that the Freedom Press Index works is like you have. Dark blue, which is countries that are amazing, and there's only like 
three of them, and it's New Zealand, Finland, and something else, like Greenland. Finland's or, always up there, man. They all man, have, like, that, quality of life, everything. I'm, you I'm, know? St- I'm seriously yeah. starting to hate that country. Like, everything, like education, whatever you want to do, like, happiness. I'm like, fuck if all of you. <laughs> I could learn the language. I can, I can deal with winters. If I could learn the language. You know? Yeah. And here's yeah. the fucked up thing. You don't even need the language. Those motherfuckers all speak English. Like, it's, it's insane. Anyway. Um, it's like the the la- la- next one is light blue, and like most of the you know the U.S., England, Germany, like most of them are are going to be there, and that's like some issues, some minor issues, but you know the journalists are not in a they're not targeted they're not targeted yeah. some minor issues basically. Then you get get to yellow where there are like there are some substantial issues here like you could the, be jailed for you could be jailed uh, some have disappeared things of that nature and then you get into like orange territory which is like yeah you're be be very very quiet and be very very uh, you know um do whatever about, you're told yeah do whatever you're told and then you got red which is basically north korea and china like just it's <laughs> state run propaganda yeah, there is literally no and yeah. basically putin's been orange before this shit yeah. now he has pushed them oh, into they're, red. they're, they're, red. they're full on red they are completely they? red and th- he needs what what you you were talking about because there's a I don't know if you've seen it there's a putin pop song like he needs the people to believe sure. that you know he's this guy like there was this whole incident with him like going to dive and finding like these prehistoric like findings while on like a diving mission or whatever like it's just it's bullshit for morons but like he's Indiana Jones literally they like oh look at him you know he's teaching these kids how to do a judo or aikido i don't know what he yeah. has like he's an expert judo. he's a judo guy yeah right. he, he's an expert in this and he dives and he does shirtless horse riding and all that crap well yeah there, there was a um one of the podcasts I listened to, I think it was one of the economic podcasts, they they talked about, um, they they interviewed, this was a guy, I may have talked about this, but they, they there's a guy who was an exchange student in Russia years ago, and like he's got his Russian mother, and so he called his Russian mother to talk to her about what's going on and what the opinions are, and, and she is just... She's a, a Putin apologist and a Putin guy or a woman, and she's all in. And why? Because, and it's true, like during the Putin administration, there's been nothing but growth up to this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. been nothing but positivity. And so they attach it to him as much as anything else. Same shit exactly is happening in Serbia right now. Like, and and so we're not as bad as they are right now, but we had we had massive protests in in Belgrade like a couple of years ago. Um, so they couldn't hide the protests completely because it was a little bit difficult to hide twenty thousand people in the streets protesting you for basically being owning an being an asshole. <laughs> but they like they were photoshopping and editing the size of the crowds. They were saying like oh like two hundred, and then. You, you would get like they weren't protesters, they were rioters, so right? It's like Trump with a 
uh, Black the inauguration Black. crowd, you know, like you're just denying yeah. reality. Yeah. So same you Photoshop look, group. You look more yeah. powerful, more, more accepted, you know. Same shit. And now Are you, you saying can... in our country we've done this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We don't have a network just... that would be devoted to propaganda. No, <laughs> no. That old Absolutely. people would watch no. this fact. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now imagine, imagine that at like. When there, you can't Google and figure out. You know, there's nobody saying anything different. Cause they, have, so, so along those lines, have you seen Chris Wallace's comments about the fact yeah, that he's left? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, so Chris Wallace was a Fox uh, newscaster. He's he's left Fox, and and now he's going. Yeah, it got a little bit too much for me. A little too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> was like, really? He was like, wow, well, for four years. I will say that, now that, it's yeah. too crazy. He was like, like it was one thing when it was just being kind of crazy conservative, but then when you're like Trump won the election, it's like now we're not even in the land of facts anymore. Right. You know. Right. Um, it's funny. I was in Ohio a couple weeks ago. My brother and I were talking about like my parents have gone straight up crazy on Fox News. And his in-laws are even crazier than my parents. And you get all four of them together, and it's like this boiler room. But uh, we were talking about how Paul, my brother, has to talk to them the same way like I talk to my kids when companies coming over. And I'll be like, listen, I don't want any swear words. I don't want any conversations about God. You know, like I'll send you to your room. And that's how Paul is to my parents and his in-laws about Paul. He's like, I don't want any politics. I don't want any of these ad hominem attacks. Like about the administration. I'm like, I'll send you to your room. Here's a laminated sheet of what's acceptable to talk. But they are like, like they just can't. And they, it's funny because like they can talk reasonably about it for about two sentences and then it just devolves yeah you know yeah I, I had a it's sort of related but it, it you know to like to an extent how your surroundings will actually shape what what you're talking I had a I had a moment where I actually wanted to slap my mother across the face and I've never had that like 30 years will Smith slap is yeah. that word? yeah it was a will Smith slap so basically you know, there, there was a news piece. I don't, I don't have a TV. My TV is not connected. Hasn't been connected to, to cable in like 15 years. So I went to see my family, and of course the TV was running in the background. Of course, of course. Um, and there was a news segment about some uh, computers being confiscated because they were uh, mining bitcoins. And I'm okay. like, wait, 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 wait. You can't confiscate somebody's computer because they were mining bitcoins i mean that's it's not illegal not not illegal in serbia not illegal anywhere like you you can't just take somebody's shit and it turned out that they basically weren't paying you can charge the fuck out of them for electricity but well, you they didn't own the computers <laughs> no, no no they weren't paying for electricity oh and i'm like well, still. well that is the only way to make money in bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> not pay the electricity so i'm like well still I, I see the logic, but you, st- you 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 can't just take the computers. They're not yours. You can you know you can you know charge them, and maybe after the court says that they actually owe, owe you the money, you can confiscate the property. But that has to be court manner. You can just walk in and take somebody's shit. And my mother made a comment like, "Oh, they they were they were mining Bitcoin illegally." And I looked at her, and I'm like, "You what?" We well, can't expect your mom to understand. understand no, 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 no. And I and I, and I didn't. And I and I didn't. And I said no. I said mining Bitcoin isn't illegal. And she's like, no, no, no. But they were probably doing it illegally. And I'm like, there's no such thing <laughs> as mining Bitcoin illegally. And she's no, no, no. Well, I know that they were mining Bitcoin illegally. And I oh. looked at her and I'm just like, 
you can't you can't mine Bitcoin illegally. It's not how that works. And she's like, the whole thing's illegal. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. I know, I know. Like I know what I'm talking about. Shut the fuck up. And I just looked at her and I went, Tucker Carlson told me I know. Okay. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I went, okay. Whatever, not going to engage this one. You go, you keep telling people that there is such a thing as mining Bitcoin illegally. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do that, right? That's part of growing up is is learning what hills to die on, right? And am I going to explain how Correct. blockchain works, how cryptocurrency works, how it's not part of any government institution, how it's super expensive with the electricity, or am I just going to say... You're right, mom. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing do you want lunch. The thing yeah, that I know, sort of the thing that I sort of expected is her to know what I do for a living and to take my fucking word for the fact that I know what I'm talking about. You also have to remember that she just thinks of you as still that little kid running still around. Still that little dumbass. Yeah. You don't know yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I think every once in a while my mother I'm Twice your age, right? I think my mother every once in a while thinks I might know something. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare, but it does happen. Give it some time. Yeah, I'll, there. I just I was like, okay, but I was I, I was pissed. But I just, but my folks are the are the opposite with computers with me, so they might think I'm a jackass in all spheres of my life. But with computers, like they will do not wrong sight untold <laughs> what what whatever I say, you know. Cause, but I, I think that's more coming from a place of their own insecurity with computers. But like they never question anything I say with computers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, and I'm obviously I'm joking. My mom has a modicum of respect for all <laughs> of computers. Yeah. Yes, but but she will still yeah call me out on stuff. So I, it's, uh, I was thinking about that. You know what you reminded me of when I was at my um, one of my nephew's baptisms. I'm talking to uh, my sister-in-law's brother, so I don't know if that makes him like a cousin-in-law. I don't. I don't know what the relationship would be. But anyhow, he's like, "Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm real big into Bitcoin now. This is like, I don't know, probably eight years ago." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. You know, best best of luck. You know." He's like, "Yeah. You know, there's a ton of money. He's like, you're into computers. You should do it. You know." I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I crunched the numbers one time, because I actually, I think I told you about this. I actually looked at one point. We had so many of these old Domino servers that weren't being used yeah. within mm. our company that I actually crunched the numbers on turning them into Bitcoin farming. And this was like 12 years ago, maybe, and it's still they couldn't have made money in the regions we were in. No, because no. electricity costs. What too much. we all should have done when the first time we saw that Bitcoin machine on the Merchandise Mart floor. The first time we saw it, we just should have gone over there and gone, here's 10 bucks, give me Bitcoin. Yeah. And we would have, you're that, right. we that, should that have That would done. have been better because, like, <laughs> there was just no way to make, there's only, like, a few regions in the world where you can actually mine for profit based on the electricity costs. Hmm. So, anyhow, I, I, in so many words, I, I don't go into that level of detail, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I crunched the numbers. Electricity seems high. He goes, no, you got to have a strategy on that. I'm like, oh, Okay. And then he got called over, and I, I go to my brother. I go, like, do you have any idea what his strategy is? He goes, oh, I know what his strategy is. So he basically moves into a house, runs up an electricity bill, and then just moves. It doesn't pay. <laughs> so I, I, I ran into my plan. brother. Like, we, we were at this Ohio wake. I ran into my brother. I'm like, how'd that ever work out for you? like your brother-in-law? He's like, oh, he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> 
eventually catches up with you. It worked great for about eight months. He actually made $10 million on Bitcoin. I guess if you make enough, if you mine enough, you know, maybe you'll pay for all the bail and the lawyers and everything else. The lawyers took most of it. He's got like three grand left after a 10-year sentence. So. Well, I saw a post last year about the same thing, Mm -hmm. and this guy reconfigured the whole house to use the heat that the computer generates to to make. Oh, that's true. You could get rid of your gas bill. Yeah, and he he got rid of several bills, uh, gas and and cooling, because uh, the the heat was also reconverted somehow to make the cooling uh, work for... Yeah, circulating air for summer days, but during the winter he couldn't. But gas isn't that expensive compared to electricity, you know. Right. And hot water, all all things that he could use with this uh, extra heat. I I don't recall what else, but he he was transforming the whole. So I opened up a restaurant. I'm, I'm I'm cooking eggs. <laughs> just that's the name of the restaurant. Just, just eggs. eggs. <laughs> Jeez, no nothing. Just <laughs> it's just this giant skillet above a computer farm. And he had a huge house, so it it made some sense if you are in an apartment. I, you still in America? You can't do it. Electricity is too high. I wonder where this person. I'll bet you they live. In a more temperate area, in in a yeah. in a cheaper country, and and he has solar panels for mm-hmm. electricity. He has everything yeah. con- uh, configured to make sure that mining was yeah. efficient wow. or profitable. I have a group of friends who just dumped five hundred thousand dollars in <laughs> Southern Illinois, and the good news is, in eighteen months, they'll be profitable. Wait, are they doing Bitcoining farming in Southern Illinois? Yeah, are they going to try and make their own power? All solar? It's all solar. They have they've turned off the heat. They're in a barn. They're under it's underground in a barn that they own the farmland for. Wow. But eight, 18 months before the so five hundred dollar sink five hundred thousand dollar sink for eighteen months to prof, to be profitable. I mean that's not bad. That isn't bad actually. If, eight, if it works, the house Ex- exactly. It, but I mean, what's going to change in those eighteen months from now that yeah. yeah you know that that's their projection right that's yeah. not so. I mean, the only thing is, like, those those servers are going to have to get replaced. At like, some point, right? At some point. So that's another at least $200,000, um, so sure. $300,000. Solar panels every, what, 15, 20 years? Uh, I don't know. I mean, ideally. Do you I just mean, walk a, away from the building at some point? Co- I mean, yeah. if a hailstorm hits southern sure, Illinois, right? you like, be <laughs> fucked. You, know? I mean, you walk away from those electricity But they bills. also yeah. have a bee farm there. So maybe that'll be what's there actually really oh. profitable is the rest <laughs> But yeah, that's their. Uh, I was like, I'm interesting. I'm interested in it, but yeah, I didn't join. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna regret it. I think. You I don't think you're gonna regret that. <laughs> well, the B, I, the B I, I part. The B will, part. I'm yeah, Bitcoin. Maybe the honey yeah, he'd have so much honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would would work great for your that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Not well, supposed to? <laughs> uh, there there is one other thing in the news that we should talk about um, because I'm a Foo Fighters fan. The the Ooh. drummer Taylor, uh, yeah. w- what's his name, um, passed, and I didn't follow up on it beyond the ten different substances in his system at the time. It seemed like the list was yeah, there might be some bad stuff in there, but there also might be some medicinal stuff in there. So 
did anybody follow up on that? Is it, you know, I have not, and I don't think they've released a cause of death. I think mm-hmm. this was the cops saying the substances they saw in the hotel. So we also don't know what he actually no, ingested. It was, no, there, there was, was a yeah. toxicology oh, this was something. Oh, there was a toxicology? I, okay. I, I just remember seeing more jokes about, okay, what were the ten? There was bleach? So, no, <laughs> what was really the ten? Like, I'd seen more jokes about, about it oh, than wow. actual. I, Taylor Hawkins' heart weighed double that of an average man. So I don't think that's good. No, that sounds I don't sounds think you dumb. want a fat heart. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think grams. I heard that the the report is still uh, in progress. Pending. Yeah, pending. Um, now they are saying it was only Colombian. So this they have only found it in the hotel. Colombian authorities found marijuana, antidepressants, opiates, heroin, and at least ten different substances found. Yeah, the so. opioids and the heroin are the two that were sort of leapt out as, I hope that's... But if he had that big of a heart, I don't know, like it could be from drug abuse, he might just have had congenital heart problems. I yeah, don't yeah. think we'll know until yeah, yeah. the autopsy. Yep, absolutely. Well, he's, you know, <laughs> he uh, certainly looked like a healthy person. I mean, he was not... Oh, and I saw the photo. I, I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan. I'd never heard of the guy, but when I saw the photo, I was like, that guy was 50? He looks great. Yeah, you know? exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a shame, it's a crime, and I feel terrible for you know the band and, and terrible for their fans at this point. Um, uh, I I like the Foo Fighters, and I'm sorry that this you know happened. But at the same time, I had this moment of, you know what? He was there for the hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Like he he got everything through technically. He, he kind of had a a kind of closure to a career in a way. Sure. Um, personally, and it's you know it's bad for the band and the and the fan base, but um, but yeah, just a a bit of a crime. Yeah, it's too bad. Bit of a crime. What a positive note to end on. <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to be. Well, that wasn't <laughs> cynicism. That was. Um, Do you have any empire. cynical, you know, news? Anything cynical to throw into the mix? No, I mean the man's dead. Done. Well, you're trying to be optimistic. Why don't yeah. you say something optimistic as part of your uh, your resolution uh, to become optimistic? Yeah, I'm, I'm Ross, pro- give us a positive, positive, uh, positive. Um, to leave here on. Is we're going to monks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hey! going to monks. We're going to go see some old that friends and Yeah, there you go. See, I'm going to see Jen after. Did, after did a while. Dion get us a table? I actually just, uh, but I haven't heard back. Is from he Melissa, coming? So I, he is on vacation. I was gonna. I didn't want to bug him. On right, vacation, he's on vacation, so like, we we, we asked him to get us to a table of monks. That's what I we mean, do. <laughs> I mean, he has all this free time. I mean, what else is he gonna do? <laughs> and oh, guess what? He I was complaining that he uh, he took vacation on the worst week of the year. I shouldn't have done that. I'm missing too many meetings. That was last He Friday. was here for St. Patrick's Day. That's what he always. You know what? I want you to put him on speakerphone when he comes back because this is how he's. He says this about three times in every meeting when he comes back. He goes, "This is why I don't take vacations." Yeah, that, that was exactly the phrase. Sorry, Dion. I told you I was when, going to when say something it. Something doesn't go right, you know. And it's it's always something. I'm like, Dion. You know, I don't know if it wouldn't matter if you're on vacation or not. You know, like. The vendor got hacked. You know, like, uh, what are we going to do? You know, Which I found out this morning, one of our partners got hacked. I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah, this. wasn't that a part of uh, the Okta thing, or was it something? Oh, it didn't That's sound like that. Too. It sounded no, 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 like it no. happened last night. Uh, oh, okay. No, it's a different thing. Our yeah, partner's it was, okay. down in South America. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, there was a, there was a I don't know if I should, yeah I, I it's getting closer and closer to us it's coming guys <laughs> Putin's circle is getting smaller, <laughs> and smaller. apocalypse yeah. every They're, day watch the food to eat amongst he's <laughs> coming after the worldwide IT yeah. guys that's all I'm saying <laughs> all right we have been the worldwide IT guys thanks very much for uh, listening everybody we will catch you next time bye bye, Thank you, bye. so I reserved the table at twelve thirty do you think that's too late or do you think, it, I think oh no it's too late yeah we're gonna yeah we're getting picked up in nine minutes. We will be there at 12.10. What? Yeah, Blonde Star. I love Blonde by the way. That's her name for it, just so we're clear. Oh, really? I haven't heard that yet. I really like that. Like, Yes. That's, that's Blonde new- Star will be picking us up in uh, the van. We have to find a way to cram all of us into uh, a van that's got two people in it already.